Today we're going to be looking at Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. And it says, Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. A couple of things that I wanted to point out, if we look at verses 1 through 2, it's more or less talking about um, having unity with Christ, being of like mind and like spirit with Christ. And I think that's very important because today in today's society, I've been just the last few weeks just been really paying attention and noticing how people interact with each other. And I've just been very discouraged. Um, you know, just driving down the road, people are blowing their horns at people for not doing anything. I'm looking at them like, why are you blowing your horn at somebody? They're not doing anything. They're just driving their car. And, you know, going shopping, grocery shopping, you know, people's cutting in front of one another, reaching over and grabbing, not saying excuse me, not having the patience to wait, or just, I mean, it's just like chaotic. And I'm just like, what in the world is going on? So in uh, praying about it and in asking God to show me what the deal is, um, this particular scripture came to mind, and it um, is talking about being selfish and just how selfish our society has become and you know, the only answer to that is Christ. The only answer to that selfishness is just Christ. And so in the first couple of verses there, I think it's just saying that we need to identify and make sure that we are uh, being of like spirit and the like mind of Christ when we go out into the world and we interact with people. I also wanted us to take a look at verse 3, and it says, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Now, I wanted to kind of break that apart just a little bit, and I want us to look at that. You know, notice that it did not say that we're not to have any ambition. It just simply says that we are not to have selfish ambition. And I wanted us to think about that for just a minute and see, well, what what is the difference? And I think the difference is the motive. What is the motive behind our ambition? So, you know, if we have the ambitions, ambition just really means to get something done or to have the ambition to do something. I'm going to have the ambition to start my own business or, you know, those are the big things. And those are the things we think about when we think about ambition. But there's also another little section that says, you know, hey, I'm going to have the ambition today to get out and jog on the jogging trail or something of that nature. And I think it's the same thing. So what is the motive behind our ambition and we need to we need to stop when we when we're contemplating those things and saying what is my motive do i want to be more like christ do i want to bring honor and glory to christ in what i'm doing my activities and my ambition or do i just want it to be just for me and also thinking about that is you know Am I doing this for the good of my fellow man or the good of my family or the good of, of something else? What am, what am I doing? Um, and I think we need to really look at 
um, that anything that we do and we strive to do, that we do it so that we are bringing glory and honor to God. I also want to break that the, the conceit part because the definition of conceit is um, is uh, to is to have too much pride in your own worth. The definition of conceit is to have too much pride in your own work. And I think that's another problem that we have today. We are just so caught up in ourselves and so caught up in everything that we're doing and saying, look at me, look at me. You know, we look at the athletic uh, people on TV, the athletes and all, and and, and just all of this pride and they have and then when something happens they are destroyed or you know they uh they can't keep up those airs about themselves so then here we come with the drug problems and here we come with all this other stuff and i think it's just the pride issue but the last part of this verse i really want us to take a look at it and it says but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself now, I think when we, when a lot of people read that or a lot of people hear that, they're going to think, well, then I'm just supposed to be lower than dirt. I'm just supposed to be the lowest creature, lower than the snakes, you know, have to reach up to tie my shoes. That is not what that is actually saying. I think that is saying we need to get a hold of exactly who we are. And we are children of the Most High God. That's who we are. So we're not low in who we are we are the greatest god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth should have everlasting life so we god so esteemed us and god so loved us that he gave his most precious thing for us so we're not low we are the height we are children of god and when we realize that I think then it will be easy for us to be humble and to take on humility because Jesus did it. We don't have anything to prove to anybody because we are children of God. We are children of God. I just want you to just get that. We are children of God. He's our daddy. He's our daddy, and he give us all of his inheritance. He give us all of his power, all of his glory, all of his righteousness. He give everything to us. And when we understand that, then I think we can really understand what it means to be humble. That is a humbling experience. And then finally in verse 4, it says, we are, uh, it's, he's talking about, let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. See, we're called to be our fellow man's caretaker. So when we're out in the world and we're out in the in, in you know pumping gas or or, or uh, grocery shopping and all, we, we we have time to be patient. We have time to look out for the interest of our fellow man. We have time to help someone with their groceries. We have time to say, no, you go ahead. You have children. You go ahead of me in line. I have plenty of time. Let me get that for you off the top shelf. Let me let you cut in line because, you know, I don't have to be first because God put me first. And that's what we need to look at. I think that is the key in humbling ourselves is realizing our position 
in God and our position in Christ. Let us pray. God, we just praise you and thank you for all that you are and that we can say you are my daddy. You are my father. And you have given me everything. You have given me more than I can ever imagine. And I thank you and I love you for that. And I'm not the lowest. I'm not the tail. I'm the head. That's what the Bible says. And you put me there. As I go about in my daily walk and and everything that I do, let me bring glory and honor to you. Help me to understand that. Help me to understand that my position in life is in you. And I don't have to, to, to strive to be better than someone else. Help me to be your servant. Help me to be humble. Help me to look after my fellow man and be his caretaker. So that I, not bringing glory to myself, but may bring glory and honor to you. In Jesus' name, amen.